0: Hi, I'm Grant Speed and this is the Interim Leader Podcast, brought to you by Odges Interim, the UK's leading provider of interim management services. Global B2B tech leaders like Sage, Sophos and Salesforce are in a near constant race to stay ahead of their competition. Those that get it right are often loosely branded as Agile, an organisational and operational state sought after by many, but achieved by relatively few. So what does being agile really mean? And if you're a B2B tech company, how do you achieve it? I'm here with Paul Wright, the head of our technology practice to find out. Paul has spent the past 15 years working with hardware, enterprise software and IT service providers, as well as growth and private equity tech investors. Most recently has worked with B2B tech players, Microfocus, Viva and Zoopla. Paul, welcome to the Interim Leader. Grant, thanks very much. Great to be here. What does it mean to be an agile company? Why is the term so closely associated with the tech space?
1: Grant, it's a good question. I mean, the B two B tech sector is actually pretty big, as you've said, it encompasses all of the hardware, the enterprise software, and IT services areas, and when we think about that, we think about these big U.S. giants. I mean, IBM, Apple, Microsoft and Google, you know, these are some of the most recognizable companies in the world and some of the world's most valuable brands. Sure. But Britain has its own crown jewels, companies that you've mentioned, but also Sage, Sofar, Saviva, and Computer Centre. These are the unsung heroes. We don't see them so much. Uh, They're not such big brands because they're doing uh, things behind the scenes. We've got a really vibrant UK tech scene, a lot of scale ups that are backed by venture capital. And in the middle market, we've got a, a lot of firms there as well, who many of whom are, are backed by private equity. Together, these account for something like 180 billion of the of, of the com- country's GDP. It's about eight percent, and the tech sector is growing 2, 2.7 times faster than the rest of the economy. What all these companies face is change. It's happening at scale. It's happening at speed, and it's happening almost constantly. The B2B tech sector is now digital first, it's cloud first, and increasingly AI first. And in the wings, we've got things like virtual reality and, and quantum computing. In actual fact, we're already working with a quantum computing firm right now. You know, and in tech, you if you're a startup, it's all about getting there first. It's about moving at pace. If you're established, you're trying to compete and stay ahead of those, those, those startups. So it's all about being disrupt or being disrupted. If you stay still, you're overtaken and you need to be agile in, in order to operate at speed. And what these firms have in common often is strong leaders with a clear vision. They've got very flat hierarchies and they've got the ability to deliver at pace. So when Accenture look at the market, they report that agile firms outperform their peer group in terms of revenue and profit. And in tech, that means these firms are getting to market first with upgraded products, if they already have them, or if they're offering new services, they get to market faster, they enter new markets and they get into new territories and geographies much quicker.
0: So how do you actually achieve agility? I mean, what, what I suppose another way of looking at it is saying what are the defining features of an agile company? It's it's very easy to confuse uh, the agile methodology,
1: which a lot of people know about in, in, in the tech world, with what we're talking about here, which is corporate agility. The agile methodology was born out of software engineering, but it's radiating out beyond that into areas like marketing, HR and, and services. But agile companies use the, use the agile methodology. They use it to build... And release their products and services to market faster like we were talking about but corporate agility is 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 a bit different it's about having a different approach from a leadership perspective it's about having a different uh, organization design and a different culture from a leadership perspective people talk about the agile methodology having agile leaders more like scrum masters these are people who can learn on the job they can constantly evolve and they can pass on their knowledge to those who are working below them. And we call this the learning CEO in terms of organization design. They have teams that are constantly evolving. The most famous example is Amazon, who have this concept of the two pizza team. That means teams shouldn't be any bigger than can be fed by two pizzas. So these teams are constantly forming and they're reshaping themselves to deliver specific projects or products. They are constantly
0: they're... falling out as well about who's having a slice of pizza. <laughs> Maybe that's right.
1: They're also less hierarchical, meaning the leaders are, need to constantly engage with their employees in a much more informal basis. And these companies are constantly reskilling to stay up to, up to date. And that means they need to be always learning. It, you know, overall, it means they need a complete change of mindset and a, and a completely different culture so they can move fast. But not necessarily move so fast and break things like Facebook learned with the, the Cambridge Analytica scandal.
0: So, what's the current state of the B2B market? where are most of these tech companies in their journey to becoming agile or showing corporate agility yeah so
1: when we tend to think about the b2b tech sector we think about some of these firms that that are are hugely agile we've mentioned amazon we have mentioned google but with british tech firms it's not always the case what these firms will face is a big pivot to the cloud in software it's about getting to software as a service if you're in it services about infrastructure as a service and in hardware you try to layer these in, in some form of combination. And the cloud generates huge quantities of data, which is something that's that's newer to the UK tech scene. It means that new d- data science capabilities are required to generate insights and to monetize the data. And big data needs protection. And that means that cyber and privacy need to be part of these companies' DNA. Only in the last few days, we've seen the information commissioner dish out something like 360 million pounds of fines connected to GDPR. So I think that Brid-tech firms are only about 20% of the way to, to, to the cloud, especially in the middle market, where which face it, is the majority of our sector. And these face an, you know, a pretty intense uh, innovator's dilemma. They've got a lot of legacy solutions. These are very lucrative. They pay the bills, but the clients are looking increasingly to demand products and services that are in the cloud. That means they need to invest in these new products and services, which could lead to a drop in revenue. Ultimately, they should get to a better place where the annually recurring revenue is higher. But I still think they have some way to go. And in the short term, it looks like B2B tech companies don't have the skills they, get to, they need to get to the true cloud. You know, let's face it, cloud, big data, and cyber skills are all in short supply. And behind this, we're seeing AI coming as the next big perma trend. It's much hyped, but much less implemented. We've seen it in areas like service delivery and customer services and in accounting operations. These are The types of roles that can be quite easily automated. But someone talked to me the other day about uh, the tsunami and how before the tsunami came the tide went out and then this huge wave hit. And I think they might be right when it comes to artificial intelligence. Certainly I think robotic process automation will be at the
0: crest of this wave as we look to 2020 and 2021. So, We've mentioned Amazon and Google, but my question is, if you're a global giant, like one of those two organisations, you know, that they've got probably in excess of half a million employees between them, do, do they need to be agile? And if so, how do they do it? It's interesting choices. Those
1: Those firms have, I think, three things in common. They've got incredibly strong visionary leaders. They've got almost zero hierarchies. And they've got small, flexible, highly autonomous teams that are constantly reforming to deliver the next solution. I mean, you could argue that they're actually just completely paranoid about being disrupted themselves. But not everyone in the UK was such an early adopter of the cloud. And not all of them have that kind of financial firepower. What Accenture think is that one solution is to create a really cohesive talent ecosystem. That means blending the traditional workforce where core permanent staff are complemented with a range of freelance contract staff reaching through to universities for research capabilities, for schools, to, to, to source apprentices and even crowdsourcing ideas from, uh, from out, the, the public like you and me. And I think that the Odges Interim tech Talent Cloud with, with Interim Managers and Interim Change Managers able to deploy almost on demand is something that fits very neatly into this ecosystem. But it's hard and I think it requires a completely different approach to how you structure your companies, how you, strike, how you think about culture. And how you approach talent acquisition. And I think it means getting closer to talent providers, you know, removing layers between decision makers and your solution providers, not putting them in, in place. And I think it's going to get harder, like we said, artificial intelligence is on is coming on the crest of a wave. And I think companies are gonna to have to think about how they blend robots that are both physical and digital algorithms with people and, and blending their hard capabilities with the ingenuity and creativity that we exist today.
0: Okay, so with that in mind, let's drive towards becoming agile. How's it impacting the hiring practices of tech firms, particularly at a senior leadership level? And are there any traits that make someone fit for an agile company?
1: Grant, there's no doubt that digital and cloud are impacting the CEO and all the senior leadership roles in the B2B tech sector. CEOs and managing directors form about 11% of the roles we see, mm-hmm. and the cloud expertise is, is the one thing that is the most sought after. We see it in the tech functions. It's about 34% of what we do. Cloud has fundamentally changed the way that tech firms go about designing, building, and running running their software and services. And we've seen the rise of the, of, of the Chief Product and Technology officer, It's a, a new type of role where these things have converged, together with tech and product leaders who are reporting into them who are all driving and supporting this, this pivot to the cloud. And all of this is about agility and operating at pace. But cloud isn't just about the technology. It's a radically different model. It impacts every aspect of, of business. I mean, thinking of sales, marketing, finance, operations, and HR. On that subject, HR has been the, the, the function that we've seen the most demand for the last 12 months. And I think it's driven by this, this concept of rolling reorganizations and agile structures that whole two-pizza thing that we were talking about. We've seen it in finance. It's impacted the way finance directors and CFOs think about pricing, think about revenue recognition, think about managing through that J-curve transition from on-premise to the cloud. But interestingly, we've seen it hugely in the commercial areas. We've seen a 66% spike in the demand for commercial roles to, to accelerate sales. I think it's, it's driven by this concept of, in the old world, salespeople could think about selling one license a year. Now they've got to think about um, having a much more service led a much more consultative approach. And I'm afraid that doesn't come that naturally to the UK B2B tech, tech scene. And I, I think that's what's driving this demand. When you look across these, the traits that, that these people have is about getting twice as much done in half the time. It's about having a open and flexible mindset, an inclusive one as well, which means about getting everyone on the same journey, whether they're permanent, interim, whether they're freelance, whether they're from the university or
0: whatever they, wherever they sit in the ecosystem. Pretty much like the traits of most great interims, I think. <laughs> okay, look, one last question to finish on. Is there any advice you would give to senior leadership professionals that are joining a agile B2B tech company? I'd say, as a leader, you need to think and be an,
1: act like a strandmaster. Think as an agile leader. Think Act as a coach. The days of uh, having authoritative and dictatorial leadership approaches are long gone. You know, everybody's looking for people low ego who can operate in these low hierarchy type of organisations. I think we all need to be, and everyone, as a, whether you're a leader or, or, or operating the tech sector, we all need to be self-learners. It's not just about studying and getting the next badge or the next certificate, it's about having an open mindset, being open to new concepts, and this whole idea of being self-driven to, to learn continuously. I think Agile means bringing in new mindset. It's, it's about getting up to speed fast. it's about delivering results quickly. and it's about rolling off quickly actually particularly you know when
0: your job's done, get out of dodge and do it smoothly like the best modern entrants. <laughs> Paul, it's been great to have you here and fascinating to find out what is clearly a very fast-paced industry. Thanks Grant. Thank you for having me. As always, thank you for listening and we'll um, speak to you next time.